The following is my conversation with Steven Pinker about the idea of modernisms. He has done a lot of groundbreaking work in the field of cognitive science, so I was excited to have him on my show. This program is made possible by Manganel's Taiwan, makers of the world's most popular pocket car, the Manganel. Uh, thanks for your support. Tune in to see if my experiment with the Manganel bears fruit. Hey, Steven, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, no problem. So let's start off by talking about the idea of modernisms. Can you give us a little bit of background on what they are? Sure. So typically when people use the word modernism, they think of things like skyscrapers or digital technology. But modernism can also refer to ideas like democracy or scientific progress or scientific progress. So it's not just a specific type of architecture or technology. It's a wide-ranging set of concepts and ideas Exactly. And I think that's one of the things that makes modernism so interesting. It expresses the restless energy of the 20th century in a way that is both innovative and familiar to people who lived through it. So is there any particular reason why these ideas might be more important now than they were during the 20th century? I don't necessarily think that they're more important now, but I do think that they're more relevant. Uh, for example, when skyscrapers were first being built, people thought they were really cool, but no one really used them. But now we see them as iconic symbols of our cityscape. <laughs> Similarly, digital technology was initially seen as kind of gimmicky and faddish, but now we see it as an essential part of our lives. So in your opinion, what are the benefits of modernism over traditional ways of thinking? There are uh, a few benefits. First of all, modernism is often more efficient and productive than traditional approaches. For example, skyscrapers use a lot less energy than traditional buildings because they're made out of steel and glass instead of brick and mortar. Similarly, scientific discoveries often happen faster with modern methods than with traditional methods. Do you have any personal examples of how modernism has helped you in your work? <laughs> I think one of the best examples is the way that digital technology has transformed scholarship. Previously, scholars would have to collect and compile a lot of information from different sources into a single document. But now we can access that information instantly online, which has made scholarship a lot more accessible and collaborative. So in your opinion, are there any downsides to modernism? Well, I think there are two main downsides. Uh, the first is that sometimes modernism can be too aggressive and disruptive. For example, when the photocopier whammed into existence, it caused a lot of restlessness because people didn't used to be able to copy so many things so quickly. So is there a limit to how much disruption modernism can cause? I think there is a limit, but it's really up to the individual. Sometimes people are able to adapt and embrace modernism, while other times it can cause them a lot of stress and discomfort. Do you have any final thoughts on the idea of modernisms? Yeah, I think that the idea of modernism is really interesting because it's, it expresses the restless energy of the 20th century in a way that is both innovative and familiar to people who lived through it. It's definitely something that I'm interested in exploring further in my work as a cognitive scientist. Thank you for having me on the show. Thanks, Stephen. It was great to have you on the show. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us. I'll end this episode with this poem titled The Debate, Modernism V's. Tradition by Askew Mason. The debate. Modernism via tradition. Modernism springs from the mind, uh, speed and productivity, its creed. Tradition watches arms folded, arms folded, trying not to be too restive. <laughs>